1: Welcome to Rogue Politics with your hosts Kirby Lane and Catherine Dreer. We're investigating the money behind issues and politicians in Missouri and exposing the truth. We're doing what no one else does by pulling on that dangling thread to see what unravels. And now, here's your hosts, Kirby and Katherine.
0: Welcome to another episode of Rogue Politics. I'm Kirby
1: and I'm Katherine. And in today's episode, we are going to take a look at D-E-I-B. What the heck is the B? <laughs> well, it's diversity, equity, mm-hmm. inclusion, and belonging. When did that happen? <laughs> you know, I'm not <laughs> sure. It's becoming the alphabet soup now. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. It's just growing. So, yeah, I wanted... And I thought this would be a good one for us to discuss because it was another thing that... um this our state senate got hung up with.
0: Mm-hmm. That happened a lot this session.
1: <laughs> it did, and there was anti DEIB language in our state budget. That would um, we'll, we'll get we'll get into all of that, but essentially, it it was primarily for funding for Desi. Mm-hmm. So it was part of an appropriations an amendment mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. made it so that it was anti DEIB. If there was DEIB. Um, requirements or, um, you know, having to be trained in DEIB. And it was a, mainly DESI was how it started, but any sort of government uh, entity that, you know, takes taxpayer money, then they would not get their money um, if they were going to force DEIB, if they were going to intem, intem, implement words DEIB in, in their system.
0: And it was overwhelmingly popular with Missouri voters, correct?
1: The language? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the anti-DEIB, Especially yes. in the
0: grassroots, I know it was. It was.
1: Um, so, and it passed through the House with almost unanimous Republican support. Oh,
0: of that's course, the way it should be.
1: Of course, the Democrats opposed it. So, why did it not get through the state Senate? So, we're going to take a look at that. Um, we also have... Another You Might Be a Criminal If... Winsville. we got you today. That's right. (laughs) Winsville edition. Um, So, I think this is going to be a good show. So first, I want to start out by talking about the concern with DEIB. Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging. And why, if you are a liberty-minded person, you, you, this needs to be on your radar. You need to be concerned about this because it truly has its roots in Marxism.
0: Right. And we know it's happening in companies.
1: It's happening in companies. Now it's happening in state in our government. Right. And it's happening here in the state of Missouri. And essentially DEIB is, it's the vehicle to move communism into the corporate and political world, hmm. we're used to thinking of communism and Marxism in terms of just economics, but this is another way to bring it in through uh, what they call social Marxism. Okay, so going to spend a little bit of time um, just breaking down DEIB in terms of uh, it, its Marxist roots. All right, so might as well start with diversity, right? let okay. start with the D. Diversity. So diversity is defined as the presence of differences that may include race, gender, religion sexual orientation, ethnicity, nationality, socioeconomic status, language, disability, age, religious commitment, or political perspectives.
0: Oh, wait, we're covered in diversity? <laughs> yeah, we're covered so, in diversity. So does that mean that, that they have to have a certain number of conservatives <laughs> employed at their that's a good question. organization
1: as well? Mm, I, that, that, that's a good question. But so here's the problem. I mean, and hopefully you can figure this out. Right off the bat is we're human beings. And what's something about human beings? We're all different. We're all different. We're all different. And we're always going to be different. We just will. And we have different talents and different abilities. We have different likes, different dislikes. We have different tastes in music. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you and I, we have some similar tastes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's fat people, there's skinny people. There's bald people, there's people with hair. I mean, our differences go beyond, far beyond just the, the things that I've mentioned in terms of what they define diversity as. Does that make sense? Correct. So in reality, there's just no end to what differentiates us if we mm-hmm. if we take it to its logical conclusion. But keep in mind, diversity, the definition, only focuses on populations that are deemed as marginalized and underrepresented.
0: Which I feel like is becoming... Us conservatives <laughs> right I think you're right anyone so, who belongs believes in the Second
1: Amendment were marginalized right so diversity essentially is is discriminatory and an attempt to evaluate one population over the other right so which is discrimination
0: right so essentially by trying to make it diverse they're making it by by stopping discrimination they're discriminating
1: exactly makes sense well exactly so yeah the interpretation of diversity completely misguided and it leads to increased division which is what we're seeing that's correct we see that in the united mm-hmm. states it's just it's leading to an increased division and i don't know about you but when i was growing up um the united states was called the melting pot mm-hmm. do you remember that yeah i do and then that became very offensive you couldn't like the word assimilation became very had racist stigma to it. But in order for us to be, you know, a, a America, we have to, there, there has to be certain similarities that we all adhere to as Americans. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of make sense? Right. An American culture. So the left claims that assimilation is just a racist code word. Um, and so the idea of diversity, it shouldn't, but don't,
0: aren't we all assimilating in some way every th- every day and That's everywhere we thing. go? Like when you go to a classroom and you're in a new school, you're assimilating to the classroom. You're you're learning right. what works there, what that teacher expects of exactly. you, what, what uh, homework you're going to have when you need to turn things in. If you go to a new church, you have to assimilate right. to their,
1: their way of doing
0: things yeah. and how when what time is there a service. And so you're always
1: assimilating. You're so right. Why, but have you lost your identity in that process? No, Mm-mm. you haven't. You're exactly right. You're just fitting in with the culture of that classroom right. or the culture of that church. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, you know, we do have American culture. Um, and so what diversity ends up doing is pitting one group against another. Correct. And that's, and that's what we're seeing. Um, so real diversity would be that all citizens, regardless of race, religion, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, or anything else would be afforded equal opportunity. Okay. Right?
0: But that's different from equity.
1: Yes, we haven't gotten to equity yet, but yes. So real diversity is it's we're given... Equal opportunity. Equal opportunity. In other, in other words, if you're liberty-minded, that means government gets the hell out of your way. Right. So
0: that, and doesn't steal your money. And doesn't steal your money. And your property and your
1: things. Exactly. To then be given to others, we're going to get to right. uh, the equity part here. So yeah, so now we've... Really, in America, we've uh, what we're seeing is tribalism. Okay. So, that's that's where that's the end of diversity is a tribalist mentality where we're uh, we're pitting groups against other groups. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to if you think about Marxists, it was Mm -hmm. the you know, the uh, have nots we're going to rise up against those that.
0: Right. And what I think about when I look at a situation like that where we're pitted against each other is Mm -hmm. who benefits from that? Right. Who benefits? Well, the government benefits, the politicians benefit, big business benefits. They all benefit from us fighting because they can do whatever they want because we don't come together as a population. Their power lies in us. So if we are disorganized in chaos and fighting each other and mad about everything, we're Mm -hmm. not going to rise up. And overthrow
1: them. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Deep Thoughts by Kirby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to... I know it's D-E-I-B, but I'm going to just jump over to the inclusion part um, of this nonsense. (laughs) Talk about what's considered inclusion. Okay. So inclusion is an action to ensure that those that are diverse actually feel and are welcome um so inclusion outcomes are met when we our institutions programs whatever are truly inviting to all that's when real inclusion happens however inclusiveness is only for those who are labeled part of the diverse classes of people that we've already mentioned Mm -hmm. does that make sense correct um, so if you're not from a diverse category, if you don't fit into the diversity part of it, then inclusiveness is optional. Nobody has to go out of their way to try to include you. Okay. Makes sense.
0: But that's not very It's equi- not very It's not very equitable.
1: <laughs> no, it's none of it makes sense. <laughs> so if you're not part of a diverse category Well, supposedly you're already included. But we're
0: unincluding us. <laughs> Because of the inclusion. (laughs) I know.
1: It's kind of ridiculous.
0: Okay. (laughs) About as ridiculous as the submarine thing. Isn't it?
1: (laughs) I know. So the question is, and we were talking about this before we started the recording. So regardless of color, for example, let's take color. Do you really think everyone... Okay, let's say we're having a decision-making thing. So do you really think that everyone should contribute to the decision-making process? If this is, you know, think about in a business. So many argue that inclusiveness allows everyone in the community to have a meaningful opportunity to participate in the decision-making process. But
0: no, they don't. No. They don't give them a meaningful opportunity. <laughs> they demand that they be at the table. Exactly. But you can't make people come to the table. No, you can't
1: make them come to the table. And do I necess- are, are they necessarily going to be a good contributor to that decision-making process? Correct. Just because of the color of their skin or their sexual orientation.
0: Right, would I rather have the most qualified pilot to fly my plane or would I rather have a diversity hire? Yes. Sometimes the diversity hire may be the most qualified position or person, right. in which case, absolutely that should be my pilot. Right. Right. But I don't want someone who's given a job yeah. because of the color of their skin or their sexual orientation to fly my plane exactly. just because. And so and you're getting to
1: equity. Yeah, equity is promoting justice, impartiality, and fairness within the procedures, processes, and, distri- and distribution, so we're getting into Marxism, of resources by institutions or systems. That, that's what equity is. Equity is promoting justice, impartiality, and fairness within the procedures, processes, and distribution of resources by institutions or systems. So, so what's the problem with that? That sounds great, doesn't it? So that
0: sounds like it includes, like, a median base income.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. <sighs> you're getting... Yep. You're on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but it's total BS, right? Because mm-hmm. equity is impossible. It is impossible. Well, we all don't work
0: no the same. We all don't put in the same effort. We all don't have the same qualifications, and we all don't have yep. the
1: same backgrounds. So yep. there's nothing can ever be... You cannot ensure an equitable outcome. Perhaps. You can ensure equal opportunity, Mm -hmm. but you cannot ensure an equitable outcome. Mm -hmm. So again, we have liberty, Mm -hmm. right? We have free will. We can make our own choices. We are all different. We have different circumstances, different ways of thinking. So the idea of an equitable outcome is an insane Mm -hmm. notion. You're right. Exactly. You know, we're going to have different work ethics, Right. So just because I have one student, again, you know, I teach. If I have one student that's slacking off and not really doing their homework and I have another student that's going above and beyond, why should I raise... Either, well, what is happening is they're doing both. They're raising up the slackers and dropping those that are overachievers. Mm-hmm. They're lowering them so that we can have this straight line across the board, equity. So we have a, you know, the outcome is... You know, equity. Now they've had the same equal opportunity. You know, I've given the same homework assignments. I've given the same help. I've given you the, the same, same books. The same books. I've given the same lectures that they could have shown up for. I've given the same extra credit. So there's equal opportunity mm-hmm. to do well.
0: But one has to take advantage of that opportunity to get a good outcome. Yeah. Exactly, They can't steal my homework. If they steal my homework and they turn it in for themselves, you're going to do what? Fail them. Exactly. Right? That's what should happen. Right. But if we want an equitable outcome, we can't do that. No, you steal, they're able to steal my homework to get a better grade mm-hmm. because they're in a diverse category. Exactly.
1: Well, now we're getting there. So let's look at some of the policies that they call equitable. Universal health care. Hmm. Universal college. Universal basic why income. Why should we
0: pay for someone's secondary education? Thank you. Why, I mean, why should we? Why should we pay
1: for? Yeah, I get
0: it. We won't <laughs> even go there right now. But why right. should we pay for someone's
1: secondary education? Why should I pay for someone's secondary education? Yeah, you shouldn't. We shouldn't. The state shouldn't. Equitable outcome is just a fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's it's can't it can't really happen. So belonging. So I'm going to back up. So inclusion. The inclusion portion is that. Um, We want, we're going to take action so that people feel included. The belonging that they've added on now is a feeling. Mm -hmm. A feeling of belonging based on the action of inclusivity.
0: You can't make someone have a feeling. No, you can't. If you could make someone have a feeling, the entire (laughs) mental
1: health industry would be out of business. Right? You can't measure that. You can't. It's, it's ridiculous that they've added the belonging to it because, yeah, it's a sense of belonging mm-hmm. and it is not my job to make sure, you know, it's not my job to make sure you feel like you belong. And it's and I don't expect anybody else to make me feel like I belong. Right. But again, that's totally arbitrary. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's ridiculous. Like I could, you know, my disposition could just be the feeling of an outcast no matter where I go.
0: Correct. So, <laughs>
1: It's, it's, it's all, it's just ludicrous. Okay. So in conclusion, now that we've gone through all of that, oh, so the real end is not equity. It's communism. Why? Well, let's pay attention to some of the key words we've talked about here. Consciousness, class conflict, collectivism, equity, fairness, and more. All of the literature with DEIB is peppered with those phrases. Straight out of communism, consciousness. Class conflict, which here class is your diversity, collectivism, equity, fairness, and more. So from public officials to those enriching themselves by seeking to divide us, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. who benefits from that, to the public virtue signalers and moral holy warriors to the cultural Marxists. You mean like the people with Ukrainian (sighs) flags in their face? Yes. The virtue signalers, those that still walk around wearing masks. What they do, though, is they shut us down. And they have all the right words to do it. You're racist. You're transphobic. Well, nobody wants to be called that. No. But as soon as you speak out against this DEIB crap, Mm -hmm. suddenly, now they don't have any way of saying, oh, yeah, no, DEIB. I I mean, like, they have no way of supporting this nonsense, but they do have ways of making you feel so like how you're long, on the wrong side.
0: How long do you think before there is legislation passed in say the state of California, where mm-hmm. it is illegal to
1: speak out against DEIB because you're racist or I, I bet it's not very far off. I mean, considering that they already have a bill going through that, um,
0: they just made it for, illegal for parents to not affirm their children's.
1: It, it, it hasn't passed right. yet.
0: Oh, it's in committee or
1: something. Yeah, it passed out of Judiciary Committee. Okay. It's now onto the Senate. But yeah, so that if you are, um, if you, and there's misgender more- quote unquote your child, that can be used against you uh, for custody, in a custody hearing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and there's so there's another really bad bill
1: going through right now. <laughs> But the thing is, though, I mean, even, yeah, you're talking about, you know, when are Mm -hmm. they going to start legislating, like in states like California, Uh, against against speaking out against DEIB. The problem is, in Missouri, though, is that we're still, we're allowing this language. I don't care, you know, what corporations do. If they're private entities, whatever. You do what you want. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to where our tax, where my tax dollars go, and I assume you're feeling the same way, Mm -hmm. I don't want this Marxist crap.
0: Well, yeah, we can vote with our... For the most part. We can vote with our pocketbook against right. go- corporations that do it. Right. With the exception of people like Amron. But, <laughs> right. um, you know, we can vote with our pocketbooks on that. We can join together. We can put companies out of business if we really want to. But yes. we don't have the ability to do that with, with our government. government. Anything yeah. that's taxpayer-funded,
1: we're at the will of our legislators And there, as we showed in our last episode, at the will of the lobbyists. Right. Exactly. And so that's why we're going to spend some time taking a look at uh, what happened with the DEIB language uh, when they were voting on the budget, um, why, why the anti-DEIB language was shut down. But I just wanted to start out by explaining what DEIB is, why it is Marxist and why we do need to dedicate our time and resources, mm-hmm. at least where the government's concerned and getting rid of it. And why the fight is worthy. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, because we, we do not want to become communists. I mean, honestly, I don't, and I don't want it in our in our schools, in our government, in our libraries, in our libraries, exactly. Um, so yeah, so just just some things to think about. Um, I mean, and when you break it down, it really is it really is nonsense. I mean, you. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds lovely and beautiful, but it's totally far-fetched and unattainable. A lot of what our government sounds really good on paper. <laughs> <Right>?
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind of like our um, ma- oh, ma- maximizing uh, contributions.
1: Oh, my gosh. Politicians. Oh, sounded yeah. great on paper. That's right. Yeah, we don't. Let's, yeah, let's curtail their uh, contribution contribution limits, how much they can receive. Mm-hmm. And then we're we like, made it darn it man, now we got to look up all these packs and what a pain in the butt. All right. I'm going to take a little break from that. And then we can come back and, uh, actually look at, um, the bill that, um, was proposed, uh, Senator Hoskins. Let's take a little break and have some fun with, uh, Wentzville. All right. Wentzville. You might be a criminal if... You might be a criminal you if. You might be a Wentzville criminal
0: if. edition. Wentzville edition. <laughs> so, I am going to start out with the fact that Winsville's ordinances are intense.
1: They yeah. are long and drawn out, and there's a lot of them. Right. So... I wonder how they've changed, though, because I think about, like, when I was living in Cottleville, Winsville was the country.
0: hmm
1: I wonder how much they've changed now that it's become...
0: Oh, they've changed a lot. I swear uh, they're turning into a 15-minute city. I do, too. I swear they are.
1: Mm-hmm. And that last
0: sale of that big farm right there off the parkway,
1: uh-huh.
0: and, and that was like the end of Old Town Once, I mean, there's still a little bit when you right. get out into the outskirts, but yep. that was that last big...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> anyway, it's pretty sad. It's I remember it when I was a kid, and it was... Mm-hmm you know really nice and now you, can't, right. you can't drive down the parkway because they keep
1: building a complex And going down there I, oh, no. I swear i get home from Wentzville and i'm like thank god i didn't die today i, I don't hardly i, I it's, okay <laughs> it's
0: yeah, i can't do it anymore right. it's so it was kind of tough finding really good ones here because there were so many but i'm going to start with um section 205.110 the city has no responsibility to remove pests and wildlife The city shall not be responsible to remove normally occurring wildlife, pests, or feral cats unless there is a life or death matter that requires immediate eradication. Um, Hmm. The resident, renter, business owner, citizen, or other responsible person shall be responsible for the removal of such species in the interest of public health. So, this is two-part. So, number one, if you're you're overrun <laughs> by feral cats that are not your that own doing, your the city problem. is not responsible, it's your problem. Your problem. Uh, the second part of that is that it is actually your responsibility to remove those in the interest of public health. Wait. Whoa, whoa. So, the resident renter business owner yes. citizen or yeah. other responsible person shall okay, be yeah. responsible for the removal of such species in, in the interest. interest of public health okay so, so you might be only... a criminal
1: if you're not taking into consideration if you're not the murdering health. feral
0: cats on your property you might be a criminalist <laughs> okay good lord <laughs> all right all right this one is definitely not funny and
1: actually really bothers no. me yeah
0: So, section 205.190, quarantine order to be issued by mayor to the published and posted. To be published and posted. Okay. So, whenever rabies becomes prevalent in the city.
1: And there's no parameters here. There's no parameters
0: for prevalent. The mayor shall, according to the necessity of the case, issue a quarantine order requiring every owner or person in charge of any dog... Within the city, the limits of the city to either kill or impound his dog oh. or to have such dog or dogs immunized. Okay. So it goes on to say that it will be posted in the paper and uh, that that basically the mayor can lift the order whenever he sees fit. So he can order all of the dogs in the entire city of Winslow killed at his whim. Yeah. Because there's no parameter.
1: There's no parameter and... Mm-hmm.
0: The mayor is authorized by proclamation to terminate such quarantine order whenever, in his judgment, the necessity is no lo- for it no longer exists. Hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't like that.
0: Nope. Not fun. Okay. Okay. Next <laughs> one. Section 210.260, you might be a criminal you if you aggressively beg. Oh, man. <laughs> so please, 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 please. There goes my Saturday night. My, my daughter would have been a criminal if the other night. Oh, really? <laughs> She's out there begging, huh? Yes, yes. She, okay. was, she, she was begging to keep a couple cats that were dumped on my road. So uh,
1: it was well. If she was in Winsville, it'd be her, responsibility, hey, to her get, responsibility to kill them.
0: Well, like here you go, girl. Here's, mm-hmm. here's a twenty-two. Well, we did we did feed them and then find them homes. Okay, so. so then you took care of them. We we took care of our responsibility. We're not a criminal. Good job. Anymore.
1: And you know, whether it was against the law or not, you just did the right thing.
0: So so, what's aggressive begging?
1: <laughs> you okay. Might ask? I, yes, I would like I to know. know because I could be in trouble.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> the, The following words, terms, and phrases when used in the section shall have the meaning ascribed to them in this subsection, except where the content clearly indicates a different meaning. What? That's a bunch of gobbledygook. Aggressive begging means begging in the following manner. Okay. To approach or speak to a person in such a manner as would cause a reasonable person to believe that the person is being threatened with imminent bodily injury or the commission or of a criminal act upon the person or another person or upon the property in the person's immediate possession. To touch a solicited person without the person's consent, and to render, re, render any service to a motor vehicle, including—I uh, didn't copy that whole one. So
1: okay, but okay. So
0: if I'm if I'm trying to
1: to solicit you, right, and I touch your shoulder against my consent, and without I given direct you, without, without consent. my consent, yes. Yeah, so wouldn't that be against the law anyway, whether you were begging or not? Yeah, it probably would. I mean, like I'm looking at all these, going, mm-hmm. why is this under begging? because if you're coming at me and I believe that you're going to do me bodily harm I already have That's
0: most definitely I already have the right to
1: protect myself from per, you
0: per Missouri state law
1: yeah if you're going if you're coming at me mm-hmm. to because you're gonna do a criminal act upon me mm-hmm. again I already mm-hmm. have the right to take you down so the
0: only one that would be questionable would be to, to touch a solicited person and I would like to see how they enforce that because again this is a touch
1: but there wasn't begging involved. Please, please, please,
0: please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now I have aggressively begged according right. to the city of Winsville, I suppose. Okay. So prohibitions. So it is unlawful for any person to engage in aggressive begging. So you just can't aggressively beg, which that's very, that it, wording is very okay. Uh, vague. Yeah. So it is unlawful for any person to engage in law, in law of begging when either the beggar or the person being solicited is located in Or at any of the following locations. Uh, It's 25 feet of an automatic teller machine on a sidewalk or or sidewalk cafe or outdoor dining area. Uh, Hmm. Near 50 feet within a public or private school at a bus stop or cab stand. Within 20 feet of any crosswalk. That's a very odd one. Uh, Within any municipal, I guess because you're trapped at a crosswalk, you can't get away. Yeah, I guess so. Within any municipal or government-owned building, park, or playground, so okay. don't go to the playground and solicit anybody. And
1: right. So, you, so you can beg if you live in Wentzville. Just don't do it aggressively. I do believe it went on to say that you can't do it on private property. But I well, that makes that, sense. Yeah, that I mean, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> don't knock on my door begging for money. Mm, they do it all the time, though, and Troy. Well, they, the government does it all the time anyway. The Every time does we go to government.
0: vote, no. <laughs> we need a huge budget. Pass us <laughs> a bigger budget. okay okay so unnecessary noise so it is unlawful and there's a variation of this in every Mm -hmm. ordinance and understandably so but it is unlawful for any person to make continue to or cause to be made or continued any unreasonably loud unnecessary or unusual noise or any noise which either annoys, disturbs, (laughs) injures or endangers the comfort, repose, health peace or safety of reasonable persons within the limits of the city collectively unnecessary noises the following acts are declared to be unnecessary noises but such enumeration shall not be deemed to be inclusive so exclusive exclusive yeah so we've got horns (laughs) signaling devices etc etc the sounding of any horn whistle or signaling device on any uh, automobile. I'm trying to figure out if signaling device means your blinker. I know.
1: I'm trying to figure that out. What other signaling device would you have other an air horn? horn. (laughs) you have an air horn out your window? What says on your automobile?
0: I don't know. Your blinkers aren't that loud. Come on. Are we illegal? So are blinkers legal or illegal? Do (laughs) we know?
1: know. Well, they do make a sound. (laughs) Well, that's only on the inside.
0: It's only on the inside. So is it illegal to make the noise on the inside? They don't actually say. (laughs) Okay. Um, <laughs> that is weird. On any automobile, motorcycle, or other vehicle on any street. C- okay. Go oh. hey. Except as a danger warning. So if you accidentally honk your horn... You're We're not a criminal. It's, you're a criminal because it's not Kay. a danger
1: warning. If if you ain't going through that green light fast enough, and I honk my horn at you in Wentzville, well, that's I'm a criminal. Well, I guess that wouldn't be a danger warning. No, would it wouldn't be a danger warning. It'd be like hurry up or I'm gonna rear end you. I, maybe it is a danger. <laughs> maybe warning. it's a danger warning. <laughs> 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 I'm starting to get road rage now.
0: <laughs> you're you're in danger. Just don't beg aggressively. <laughs> that's right. Can you beg aggressively from an air horn? Because it didn't say. Can I? I don't Can know. I make a phone out my car window?
1: It didn't say anything about... I don't know. As as it I didn't stop define at the cross, aggressive. As as I
0: stop at the crosswalks in the oh. schools. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, under unnecessary noises, another yes. one is oh, yelling, st- shouting, etc. Uh-huh. Sustained or prolonged yelling, shouting, hooting... <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> whistling or singing oh singing singing on the public streets oh, don't man. walk down the street in Wentzville and sing guys right it's not legal it's
1: not okay it's and not no, legal no hooting, no <laughs> hooting. <laughs>
0: Is that cat calling too do we know I mean if that know. falls under whistling right
1: I guess <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. particularly though between the hours of 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. Oh, so if you're at like right. 10 p.m. it it's questionable. I guess you could, it mean it could be illegal. Right. It could be legal. We unless don't really know. You're,
1: unless somebody gets upset.
0: Or at any time or place so as to annoy or disturb the quiet, comfort or repose of reasonable persons in any office,
1: dwelling mm. hotel
0: or type of residence. So I guess you can sing down the street unless somebody is annoyed. So if I'm walking down the street and you're singing annoys me, then it becomes illegal.
1: <laughs> okay. I better like the song and you better be on pitch. Right. <laughs> or I'm calling you in. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Your voice annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> I am not down with that song. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lordy Winsville.
0: Okay. Next one. All right. Section 210.590, library theft.
1: Mm, you might be a criminal if you steal a book that you mm-hmm. paid
0: for because the dollars. money
1: was stolen from you. Mm-hmm.
0: So... Any person who knowingly removes any library material from the premises of a library without authorization. So if you steal a library book for which you've paid for with your taxes because they're stolen from you, you are a criminal in Winsville. And if you borrow or attempt to borrow any library material from a library by the unauthorized use of a library card. So if you use someone else's library card, you're a criminal Mm. in Winsville. uh, Borrows library material from any library pursuant to an agreement or procedure established by the library, which requires the return of—that's very wordy that for saying you're word. failing just, to return your right? library book. That is a very Who long sentence. This stuff. It literally just says you might be a criminal if you fail to return your library right, book. Just after leave it due. at that, okay? That's what it says. So, <laughs> did your kids ever write on books when they were little? All the time. Did they, they tear ever, up pages? Did they ever do that to tear a page out of yeah. a library book? Oh lord, yeah. All right. So in Winsville, they'd be a criminal. You might be a criminal if you knowingly write on, injure, deface, tear, cut, mutilate, or destroy a library book document or other library material Mm. belonging to, on loan to, or otherwise in the custody of a library.
1: Watch your children. Don't let them read in bed before... Yeah, yeah, because if they draw on it, I assume
0: you'll be responsible. It probably won't be them since they're minors. I don't know. Who knows?
1: Oh, no. You'll be responsible. (sighs) Yeah.
0: So... (laughs) <laughs> oh that one was funny. We're going to end. I should have probably ended with that one because it was funny, but we're going to end with one that's
1: not so funny. It's very concerning. It is very concerning. So yes, section okay. 210.870, yeah.
0: intoxicated persons, <sighs> how he handled officer granted immunity from legal action? Right when? there.
1: Right there. In
0: qualified oh. immunity.
1: That's an issue. So,
0: so, this whole thing is an issue for it me. Is. So we'll start with section A, which is a person who appears to be, appears to be.
1: Yes, appears. Inca-
0: incapacitated or intoxicated may be taken by a police officer to the person's residence, to any available treatment service, or to any other appropriate local facility, which may, if necessary, include jail, for custody not to exceed 12 hours. Okay? So right there, mm-hmm. at an officer's discretion. Mm-hmm. They may take someone off the street, mm-hmm. allege that they they think yeah they're into- they appear to be intoxicated. They don't even to them, have to do a
1: breathalyzer, and they can
0: take them to jail. There's yeah, you don't even it doesn't even state that breathalyzer has to be it has done. No, it's, like
1: if you breathe, yeah,
0: it is at the police officer's discretion, and it'll be your word against theirs. So then, what if I've got vertigo? Right. So then it becomes an even bigger issue because in section B it says any officer detaining such person shall be immune from prosecution Mm -hmm. for false arrest Mm -hmm. and shall not be responsible for in damages for taking action pursuant to subsection A of this section. If the officer has reasonable grounds Mm. to believe the person is incapacitated or intoxicated by alcohol and he does not use unreasonable excessive force to detain such person. Yeah, so first of all, it doesn't define immunity. it doesn't define what unreasonable excessive force is. No. So it doesn't it says that he is um n- immune from prosecution for yes. false arrest. Um and that they only have to believe
1: that you're impaired or intoxicated. Right. And so that's everything that's wrong with qualified immunity. I think police right. officers should you should be able to sue them for damages because that's now on your record that you've been in jail. Right, and
0: not only that, so, I mean, we speak out against government and we've done a show in the past that could have potentially upset people. And so in Wentzville, and the way this is worded, if Mm -hmm. an officer had seen our show and didn't like what we had to say, they could say Mm -hmm. that we were appearing to be intoxicated or incapacitated. They could use force because it just says, Unreasonable, unreasonable, excessive force. So they could and use force. we know force. How goes. Correct. I'm
1: sorry, but we do. We do.
0: And they could use force against us, mm-hmm. throw us in jail for up to 12 hours, mm-hmm. and we have absolutely no recourse for exactly. it. Exactly. And even if we blow a 0.000... 000 it
1: doesn't on, matter. It doesn't matter. It there doesn't even no, say they have to do that.
0: There, No, it doesn't. And there's no recourse at all. Yeah. There's none. You can't sue in the city of Winsville. Yeah.
1: I'm 100% in favor of ending qualified immunity. Yeah. I think police officers should be, you know, if, if I were to do that to another person, they could sue me.
0: If everyone was 100% honest, then none of this would be an issue. Because, right, but we're not. Because we would know that that person really did legitimately think that whoever they were right. holding was intoxicated. But we know that's not the case. Yes.
1: And they can use that to their benefit. Right. Yeah. And that's the problem. You know, I think ending qualified immunity also protects police officers. Mm -hmm. I I don't think sometimes people realize that. It's not just a protection for us, but it's also a protection for them from ending up in a situation where maybe they, you know, mistook somebody Mm -hmm. who was intoxicated, you know, put them in jail when they shouldn't have Mm -hmm. or, you know, used excessive force. Mm -hmm. You know, it it would make them think twice. And then they're, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it would... What am I trying to say? I think it would improve... Uh, the view of police, the community, yes, the relationship with police officers, if there was qualified immunity. I agree. So I, you know, I tried to, I want people to understand, like, I'm not, I'm not anti-police, anything like that. No, I'm like not that. either.
0: We need police officers. Yes.
1: But I do think, yeah, qualified immunity is, it's good for both sides. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I don't like that. Ending qualified immunity, I should say, is good for not qualified Ending qualified immunity is good for. No, that was that's besides, really bad. So if
0: you live in Winsville, that might be something you don't need to address. Stumble around, yeah, trip well, around or on speak out blocks. against the government because this is where self-censorship comes in at the
1: end of the day. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not us. <laughs> no, nope, not us. Okay. Blech. All right, back to <laughs> D E I B D E I B alphabet soup. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, so just a little bit back in terms of the, the Marxism behind it. Um, Karl Marx understood that communist, he, you know, he was in favor of like this communist liberation, you know, the haves and the have nots, um, that required dismantling, dismantling of property rights. Hmm. That's, you know, one of the part of the socialist agenda, hmm. you know, just getting rid of your property rights, um, such as state-sponsored cons- confiscation. Well, um, isn't
0: this where, um, then I've a little bit, because isn't this where, like, property tax comes into? Yep. Because yep. Um, if you never fully own your vehicle, they can use that to take your property and get rid yeah, of your property
1: rights. Exactly. So, yes, you're right. That is, that's a socialist uh, ideology. Hmm. But instead we argued over socialism. So when adding. we look at <laughs> So, so when we take that, take that idea, okay, confiscation. So when it comes to equity, mm-hmm. we're confiscating, they're confiscating achievements. My property to give. They're, no, they're confiscating Achievement. achievements. Achievements, okay. contributions. Okay. Individual rights. So when you think in terms of equity,
0: okay.
1: like what we talked about, you know, trying to make everybody the same across the board, in order to do that, you've got to bring down those mm-hmm. That's that true. have achieved. Um, So it's it's again, it's unless you're a billionaire and then this
0: doesn't apply to you. (laughs) Right.
1: All right. So what happened? What happened with this whole DEIB stuff in the Missouri State Senate? So. So we're talking about as they were going through to pass the budget or bloated. What are we? Fifty three billion something dollar budget. It was a lot. Yes, I think. (laughs) So uh, it was uh, Representative Doug Ritchie, a Republican from Excelsior Springs, who had an amendment. It was passed by the House almost unanimously and that had restrictive language that barred any spending on staffing vendors, consultants or programs associated with diversity, equity, inclusion or diversity, inclusion belonging.
0: Okay, so break that down. So it barred them from purchasing curriculum that would teach DEIB, I'm guessing. Right. It would prevent them from hiring someone into
1: the district to teach DEIB. Yes. Any staffing. It also was vendors, consultants. So anybody that the state contracted with that um, had DEIB programs. Okay. Okay. D-E-I-B, yeah. Um, that was the House version that passed. Okay. So it was, and I can understand the... Um, the vendors. Yes. The and vendors s- might become... Exactly. So, um, <clears throat> so the prohibited initiatives would be any that promote the preferential treatment of any individual or group of individuals based on race, color, religion, sex, gender. There's the diversity part. The concept that disparities are necessarily tied to oppression... So this is this is the prohibited initiatives. Um, collective guilt ideologies, intersectional or div... div- words divisive divisive <laughs> identity activism, or the limiting of freedom of conscience. So this thought, would eliminate.
0: This would eliminate spending money, money. on like those. Um, Privilege walks, like yes. they had at some of the schools, correct? Yes. Like, yes. we couldn't have a privilege walk yes. to see how privileged we yeah, are. Yeah,
1: that school would not get funding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it includes a provision that agencies are required to follow federal and state anti-discrimination laws. Okay, so his amendment ran into immediate opposition in the Senate, where the Senate Appropriations Committee Chairman, Lincoln Huff...
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, do you remember when we talked about that yesterday? Yeah,
1: Okay. in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I wonder if
0: any of those have...
1: That would be something to we'll look back into, into D-E-I-B. DEIB. So he immediately said, we're taking that completely out. So the Missouri senators, so they approved a 49 point. This was at the time is 49.9. It eventually went up to that. <clears throat> um, approved the budget. So let me go back. So then Senator Denny Hoskins, he introduced... An amendment, which, so he attached them to House Bill 2. He introduced two amendments. I'm only going to talk about one of them. Um, attached them to House Bill 2, and House Bill 2 is the was, Desi, was the funding for K-12 through education. It was the DESE. It was strictly DESE. Yes. And it took out, so by doing that, it took out the language about um, barring spending on staffing vendors, consultants. Okay, so we fixed what was wrong. Right, so that was fixed, and it was just dealing with DESE, um, because the House had originally added that language, prohibiting spending for staffing vendors, consultants, or programs associated with diversity, equity, and inclusion, Okay, so there were opponents of the initial anti-DEI language. They said it would make it impossible for the state to work with any businesses, which that makes sense. However, Hoskins Amendment did not apply to vendors and businesses. And instead, it said that no funds shall be expended for intra-departmental diversity equity inclusion or diversity inclusion belonging training programs, staffing, hiring or to other similar programs. And again, this amendment was attached to, to so funds it's for that, DESE. So it's saying that, that
0: Desi or any schools that were receiving funding from the state of Missouri mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to have, to send their teachers to diversity training. Uh, they wouldn't be able to do d- privilege walks. Right. They wouldn't be able to have <clears throat> um, any kind of DEIB in their libraries. Right. Um, anything that we're funding with our stolen tax dollars right. cannot go Desi. to DEIB yes. in
1: DESE. Yes, and that, and it was just Desi. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, it didn't apply to vendors or businesses. Um, and this isn't yeah. legislating. No. This
0: isn't legislating. No, it isn't. Because it is, technically speaking, we can't legislate through our budget. budget. Right. But, but you-, you can put spending parameters. Exactly on your budget. Yeah,
1: you can make it just you can make it not just a uh, sponge fund, or, right. you know, spongeable funds mm-hmm. and say no, okay. If we're going to so give money to this, then we also want to say that you can you can receive money as long as Okay. you're not teaching this or re- requiring teachers so or administrators. So stop me if I'm wrong. Yeah.
0: Legislating through the budget would be for instance tacking on an amendment to this, to HB two, which is the Desi funding that says right. no DEIB, uh, no business can have DEIB in the state of Missouri. Yeah, no business can be required to send their right employees to DEIB training. That would be right. legislating through exactly because the budget. it's a private business. But this is saying that that no funds that we're giving you in this budget can go towards this in these schools. Exactly. So that would be the difference between Mm -hmm. legislating, in my opinion, or the way I see it would be the difference between legislating through the budget and
1: placing parameters within the tax dollars. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Um, But again, so Lincoln Hoff was still the chair, Uh, you know, appropriate. He was the appropriations chair. He just wasn't going to allow this to get through. Um, so he, again, said the addition would add uncertain to the, uncertainty to the budget. So when it came out of the House, immediately Lincoln-Hoff was like, oh, no, 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 we're not having this. And so Denny Hoskins offers up an, an amendment and attaches it to DESI funding, which gets rid of all of the vendors and all of that part mm-hmm. of it, and Appropriations Chair Lincoln-Hoff is still no, a hard no on it. Um. And here's what Huff had to say about it. I know that we're going to hear arguments that say this doesn't jeopardize any federal funding. This doesn't jeopardize the utilia- the utilization of contractors or vendors that provide valuable services to the people that we all represent. I don't know that's accurate, said Huff. So Senator Bill Igle also supported the amendment and pushed back against the idea that the budget is not the place for this language, as we're just talking about. He said, I would disagree. This is Bill Igle. Senator Bill Igle said, I would disagree that this is an inaccurate use of a budget bill when we're clarifying how this particular pot of money, in this case, state employees, can be used. Okay. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, So... Where did a lot of those, so first of all, the pushback came from Lincoln Huff, chair of the Appropriations Com- Committee, but also, you know, no big surprise, Senator Caleb Rowden. Senator Caleb Rowden thought he would take it to the Twitters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there is, if you guys aren't on Twitter. You've got to get on Twitter. It's debatable what's going on over there with Elon Musk, but I will say since he has opened up the free speeches over there, the politicians are running rampant and they're running wild on the Twitters. They are. You should
1: get a Twitter just to read it. Just for it is funny. <laughs> okay, so here's Caleb Rowden. This was March 31st, 2023. My statement regarding DEI language in Missouri House budget. <clears throat> Missouri Republicans believe diversity is a strength. In our workforce. I disagree. I know, right? I don't, I mean, like, what Republican, what? We know he's not a Republican, so he can say what he wants. Missouri Republicans believe diversity is a strength in our workforce and in our educational institutions. Missouri Republicans, I like how he speaks for Republicans.
0: I like how he speaks for
1: Missourians. He's trying
0: to speak for me. I know.
1: Missouri Republicans also believe being forced to adhere to positions on diversity, equity, and inclusion as a condition of employment or entry into an educational institution is short-sighted and contrary to the very values DEI advocates say they wish to advance. Okay. Okay. Regular Missourians of all backgrounds and political persuasions are tired of the quote-unquote woke litmus test being pushed on them from every direction. Okay, you're getting it. Mm -hmm. Being against DEI isn't a racist or small-minded position. In fact, seeking to only associate yourself or your organization with a certain type of individual with a certain set of beliefs is lazy and unquestionably anti- antithetical antithetical to our country's foundational principles i'm pretty sure somebody wrote this for him oh yeah i'm sure he has a it was probably his chief of staff or with that okay now okay he says all this like oh yeah he gets it he gets it okay with that being said (laughs) the dei language passed by the house today so we're talking about the house version within our state's operating budget while well-intentioned is overly broad and would result in billions of dollars in cuts to <gasps> hospitals healthcare facilities colleges and universities wait
0: it was only in desi's
1: budget the missouri well, he's talking about the house version okay and the missouri house of representatives itself okay but look at where he's worried about the cuts hospitals Wait. Health care. Okay, so round facilities. and facilities.
0: He, he received a lot of money from uh,
1: colleges and universities. Oh, oh, oh. And the Missouri House of Representatives themselves. itself. Well, I'm very confused by his statement. Well, that's because he's a politician.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is what we call talking out of both sides of our mouth, That's I what believe. they do.
1: That's what they do. That's where it's like, do. just follow the money. So, okay, so he's talking about the version that came out of the house with the vendors and the businesses. But he's worried about, okay, how much of our money, of our tax dollars, of our state budget, is going to hospitals, healthcare facilities, colleges, and universities? A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot of it. Okay, so. So let's take a look at the, uh, there were five main governmental Bodies, bureaucracies that um, were opposed to DEIB language, um, and this was even at this was after after Hoskins' amendment, which was just Desi. Okay, so here's the ones that all come out. Department of Social Services is that a function of government? Absolutely not. As much as people want it to be. No, no. So the Department of Social Services, they come out. The report was just two words. It would significant impacts. From DESE. This is Department of Social Services. I know, but it was just yeah, on the DESE budget. Desi. Yeah, Acting Director Robert Nadeau said those impacts include possible problems for its work with faith-based... Oh, yeah, we're going to throw that in there. Faith-based foster care agencies and contracts for Medicaid providers and managed care Wait, what organizations. what does that have to do with DESE? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay, now here, here we get DESE. Okay. Now, now is, is there Desi, valid? DESE a function of government? Is Absolutely it the job of it. government to provide education? Not according to our Constitution. No, it's not. The Department of Elementary and Secondary Education said the language as passed could disrupt distributions of state funds under the foundation formula, the major aid program for local public schools. Duh, that was the purpose of the amendment. Right. It was like, if you're going to start teaching this crap and... Forcing your employees, state employees that You're we not pay use for. My money to do it. No, exactly. So boo hoo hoo. In an email, Deputy Commissioner Carrie Monsees noted that seventy five percent of state aid through the foundation formula must be deposited into a district's teacher fund. Dussey does not have a mechanism to determine if such funds are spent on certified staff dedicated to DEI efforts or any other DEI programs or activities conducted with the use of operating funds. I'm very So, so what, what they're saying is they don't know where the hell the money goes.
0: Well, when they're also saying that it should be a district's choice what they implement, except for when it comes to everything that Desi says they can and can't do.
1: That's what it sounds like. They don't have a mechanism to determine if such funds are spent so on certified staff dedicated to DEI efforts. Okay, so I happen
0: to know that in every school, public school, there is likely one employee at least yeah. that is dedicated yeah strictly to reporting to desi mm-hmm. the state of missouri and the federal government yeah so what do they mean there's no mechanism to determine such funds are spent on they have they so when desi when, De, when desi gives their budget and their budget goes to these schools the schools they will tell the school what they can and can't spend it yeah.
1: on. yeah right I am just, Uh, I don't understand. I'm a little lost by that, too. Okay, so now we have the Department of Higher Education Workforce Development. Is it the government's role to pay for higher education? And and even more, no. No, No. absolutely not. So they're upset about it. So in its statement, it reported that it would have to end partnerships with private organizations such as the Missouri Chamber of Commerce. That's one we're going to be getting into at some point, y'all. They're a mess which hosts diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in its training events and likely in diversity, equity, and inclusion programs on college and university campuses. Oh, boo, boo boo-hoo. This is the point, y'all. We don't want diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging programs in our schools, on our college and university campuses because, again, it's just a way... To bring Marxism, well, and those kids are at a
0: very impressionable age.
1: Yes, they are.
0: So you've got kids who, at least, have parents at home who are hopefully Mm
1: -hmm. attempting
0: to direct their upbringing and direct their education and walk them through what life is like and what you know your familial belief systems are and your morals and your values. Mm -hmm. But when they get into college, yeah, they're. Free range. They they don't have those parents. They're at an age where parents probably know nothing and they're in an impressionable age. And when you start going and doing these DEI yeah. B things in okay. secondary education, then you're, those kids are more likely to be swayed, which is what they know and why they have an issue with it. But right.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay. And finally, the last agency, the Department of Mental Health. Again. <laughs> Is it the government's job? Is it it the role of government? No. So the Department of Mental Health said they could lose accreditation of its inpatient facilities because cultural competency, quote unquote, is a part of the standards it must meet. Cultural competency. Those facilities generate $148 million in federal funds that would be put in danger by a loss of accreditation. The language could eliminate clinical training programs offered by the department. Okay. Oh, wait, no, there was one more. The Department of Economic Development.
0: Oh, it's my most favorite department. Yeah. In Missouri and in Lincoln County.
1: They identified three budget items that appear to violate the provisions the department could not continue a 25 million dollar federally funded business promotion program to help socially and economically disadvantaged individuals no. become entrepreneurs as well as staff member dedicated to diversity equity and inclusion efforts in its regional engagement division and the women's council initiative on strategy and performance
0: i don't like anything that you just said <laughs>
1: I don't like anything I just said either. And
0: of all of the the, the, organi- the departments <laughs> that you just mentioned, the Department of Economic Development really needs to be
1: the first to go. I agree. Okay, so what I'm trying to get out here is, <laughs> okay, there's not necessarily, I mean, there's not like a follow the money in terms of MEC reports, but there's a follow the money in terms of all these agencies, agencies that were very butthurt over this, over uh Senator Hoskins' amendment, which was strictly about DESE, but then all these uh, these agencies, including DESE, that got butt hurt over it, that are not a function of government. Our money should not be going there.
0: Nor were most of them going to be affected by Senator Hoskins' amendment.
1: No, it's a slippery slope fallacy. That's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're doing the slippery slope fallacy. We're like, it's going to be cats and dogs sleeping together. So you said the
0: word fallacy, right? Right. When you are starting to do your (laughs) research... Mm-hmm. about politicians and lobbyists and government, you really should learn the fallacies because we yes. mentioned in the last episode that lobbyists aren't only trying to shape politicians' opinion. Right. They're also trying to shape public opinion. And what I've noticed mm-hmm. is that the lobbyists that are on the Twitters, yes. that are they are full of logical fallacies. They, when are. they can't argue with you.
1: They... Yeah. straw man you they do straw man yeah and that's i'll tell you what that's one thing i teach in my public speaking mm-hmm. class when it's time for persuasive speeches i tell them these are the fallacies you are not to use mm-hmm. so real quick what i want to do is i want to pull up the votes on house bill 2 the anti-deib so, amendment this was in the state senate i also did you a compare and contrast one and i sent it oh, to you on did. Thing. you can oh. do this one first but then okay. i have a
0: comparison contrast from the one we did Excellent. in last episode
1: Good, because that's what I wanted to really see. Okay, so here, oh, can I make it zoom in? I don't know if I can or not. It's kind of small on the screen up there, but squint your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so this was Hoskins. So again, we have 14 who voted yes.
0: So on this one, down at the bottom, you can yes. see where where Hoskins has written or Whomever filled out this vote card is yes vote equals a vote to ban woke DEIB. Right. So the
1: last one we did,
0: the and no it says, vote.
1: Look, it says programs in Missouri schools. schools.
0: Right. And in our last one, the no vote was what we wanted. It was right. The no vote was the good one. On this one, the yes vote is, is the, the good one. Yes. So no vote equals allow DEIB programs in Missouri schools.
1: Okay. So let's <laughs> take take. And this is how it was defeated it was defeated in the Senate because. Uh there were enough nine? yes 14 to 18 no there were enough republicans who voted against this and of course you know so we actually have some Democrats. extras on this list we do that
0: deserve at least a some credit
1: a boy for this yeah. particular vote but well right but, now i want to call out the ones mm-hmm. that voted against it mm-hmm. burn scotter burn scotter was oh, that was seer poe and it was burn scotter yeah.
0: Brown 16, Brown. that would be Justin Jeff- yes. Brown, right? Yes, Justin
1: Brown. J.B. Pack. Yep. Searpo. Mm-hmm. Crawford. Mm-hmm. Fitzwater. Fitzwater. It, it, his argument was, because we talked to I talked to You so talked long. to him. He didn't answer me. I'm going to tell you right now. I asked the man twice. He didn't reply. I asked him, why did he vote against this?
0: He did answer me. He answered you. And he said and he seemed sincere, but he's a politician, that he didn't believe it was... It, he believed it was against the Constitution to legislate through the budget. Right. Which, which I, as we explained earlier, I don't... It, what they were doing wasn't legislating it wasn't through legislating. the budget. It was, so so they, while he's not wrong about that,
1: this wasn't that legislating wasn't through case. the budget. Yeah, um, Huff, of mm-hmm. course.
0: Of course, Huff, because...
1: <laughs> yeah. Lutkemeyer... Olaflin and Rowden. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me see if I can I'm gonna It's on your messenger. Okay, I'm gonna come back up to looking at us and it was okay. Oh, it was already in here. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right, here we go. Here is the side by side comparison. Kind of the last and this all well okay, this not necessarily last week, but let's take a look. Here's the anti D E I B amendment. And it failed even when you've got a super majority of Republicans. Mm-hmm. And here is the uh, state or the sports betting versus eliminating personal, personal property taxes and how it failed mm-hmm. even with a su- super majority. So let's go through what are some of the. So on this side, we're looking at the no votes, on the side, we're looking at the yes, yes votes, votes for the good ones. Mm-hmm. The ones who voted the right way. <laughs> no,
0: yes on this yes on this one is bad.
1: Oh, yes on this one is bad. That's right. And no on that one no is on bad. No on this one is bad. Mm-hmm.
0: So you've got Okay. Um Scatter on both.
1: On both, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll you've, let you do that. You've got let's see. What are we on that one? No vote on that one. So you've got Brown sixteen. got Brown on both. Brown on Brown Brown both. Brown sixteen on both. Ben Brown, Brown was yes, Ben Brown was Not fighting. Ben Brown. Um you've got Sierpo on both. Of course. You've got Crawford on both. Yep. You've got Fitzwater on both.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've got Huff on both, of course. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, you've got mm-hmm. Luke Kameyer on both. Mm-hmm. O'Loughlin on both. Yep. And Rowden on both.
1: Yep. Okay, so take note of those that we just mentioned because those are, I would say, not... They're not the ones truly listening to Missouri mm-hmm. Missourians. You like we what am said, I trying in, to say? I mean they're, listen they're to our re- voices. Yeah, listening to our voices, the voice of the people, but also you got elected as a Republican. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Do Republican things. Okay. Right. You know, like you know, we have libertarian leanings, you know, I'm I you know, have gone back to the Republican Party. I just feel like if you're going to, you know, if you're going to run on certain principles, if you're going to run as a Republican and you're going to run according to the Republican Party platform, then do it. At this point,
0: realistically, we should probably split the party into two, rhinos and Republicans. We
1: really should. Or rhinos and
0: conservatives, because Republicans is just...
1: Yeah, Republicans are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, there's no reason to rail on Democrats because look, they're consistent. Yep.
0: And you know what they're going to vote. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So, but then you've got the Republicans. And and this mm-hmm. is, and you wonder why at the end of session, why didn't all these, I mean, at the beginning, it's like, oh, this bill's being filed. We've got gold and silver. We've got eliminating personal property taxes. Well, We've got anti-DEIB language here. And which
0: ones up there are the ones that are on the Twitters that are yelling and screaming about how mm-hmm. Republicans are holding up, uh-huh. holding up bills and yeah, they're fighting on the floor. It's,
1: it's and it's O'Loughlin and it's they water
0: they're, they're mad they're mad at the what do we say like eight mm-hmm. i don't know you five six seven right eight, eight the consistent yeah. conservative senators who are voting the way of the people yep they're mad at them but that they are doing their job they are exactly. their job is to re- represent us and they are doing that to whatever right. means necessary and i do want to point out I don't know if this is okay. Say it. I was but, about to. Uh, we have two of those yep. consistent senators that are running for higher office. Yep. Um, we have Senator Denny Hoskins is running mm-hmm. for secretary of state. Yep. And we have Senator Bill Igel who is running for governor. Yeah. And um, I don't know about in the rest of the state what it looks like, but I can tell you that it's going to be an uphill battle in Lincoln County because mm-hmm. um, we got a whole lot of rhinos
1: out here. We do. A whole lot of rhinos out here. Yeah. So yeah, pay pay attention. Primaries are important mm-hmm. in terms of you ha- actually mm-hmm. look at their voting records. Yep. And again, yeah, you know, pay attention to what's going on in their MEC reports. Mm-hmm. And that's Correct. that's why we started this was to help people out, was right. to help you out. I mean, plus we were just fed up with it.
0: Well, and and the, uh, those two particular senators. Um, they're going to have an uphill battle in front of them, specifically yeah. because they're not going to be taking in the money from Pfizer and the money from right. WashU and the money from... I mean, mm-hmm. they're not going to be getting $100,000 yeah, here mention? and $200,000 the, 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 the
1: there. The big players are... Um, big Pharma. Big Pharma. Big ag, realtors, Realtors. Oh, the Realtors group's a big realtors deal. Realtors
0: are huge. Like, um, mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize that one either. I don't think so either. Um, you know, the other one that's great big, too, are the... Um, the builders mm-hmm.
1: the builders, building like associations
0: Perrick and um all the ones that, that build
1: like yeah. commercial
0: buildings and things they're in there a lot too yeah but you know those are you know our good guys they're not going to be getting huge amounts of money huge from donations them. from yeah the big players and so they really do need our help they do
1: yep so yeah all right well that's I think that's enough. another long episode. <laughs> another long episode. Yeah, I mean, these were long and coming. This is why we kind of we, we missed a week there because mm-hmm. uh, we and, and we even have more. <laughs> yes.
0: A lot of research went into these two episodes. So I probably yeah. apologize
1: for them being over an hour. But right. So I, I hope it was insightful. Um, give us some good feedback. <laughs> <laughs> we'll and see you next time. Uh, yep. Take care.